information is free. The law. There is hope. Mummy says don't play with fire. Oh, oh, oh my God. That's hot. But Mummy says it's okay to play everything. Cool. If you don't like them, I'm sure your sister will. Hey, babe, you want to go out? Hi, hi, hello, and hi, hi, and welcome to this week's Criticast. The name is Larry, and it's an absolute pleasure being here with you once again. Now with the 51st episode of the Criticast. Yeah, exciting times, really exciting times. And I got more congratulatory messages throughout the week. And thank you to everybody else who uh, sent me congratulatory messages over the 50th episode. It was, oh yeah, it was brilliant. Thank you very much to everyone, Audius, Concilia. Uh, Kush, everybody, everybody else who sent messages, thank you very much. I really, really appreciate them. Uh, Carl Jessen also sent a message. Thanks. Yeah. A couple other people. Well, anyway, this week, what happened this week? There's loads of stuff that happened this week. First and foremost, um, the big chief on the news is uh, former Zambian President Michael Sata was uh, laid to rest yeah, um, uh, in, in Lusaka. So, yeah, that happened. That's sad. And may he rest in peace, as we said last week. Also happening this past week, um, you remember him, Prophet Magaya? Yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't know if I call him Prophet. I just call him Walter Magaya. He had an an event this past weekend, in which you just said three hundred and fifty thousand people attended to watch him. Well, you know, hobnob and say whatever he needs to say and sell dreams and that sort of thing. So yeah, he did that this past week, and uh, three hundred and fifty thousand people came. And guess who performed? Guess. No, I know. Seriously, I want you to guess. Talkie Vibes performed at Magaya's show. Uh, oh, Magaya's show. I'll let you call it a show. <laughs> I was going to call it sermon, but for me, it's a show. Come on, it's like, yeah. But I, I know artists out there probably thinking to themselves, "I wish I could get those people to come and watch my show." Maybe you need to start selling dreams as well. I don't know. Same types of dreams, actually. Also happening this past week. Uh, what happens? Uh, Ma the Mapostori guys. Remember those guys who beat up the cops? Yeah, remember them. Uh, well, 11 of them have just received uh, five-year jail sentences. Yeah, sounds about right, to be honest. I mean, you don't go around beating up people. I know they were very popular with some groups of people who just don't like the cops uh, for their action. But in reality, you know, if you, if you behave in a certain way, you should expect the consequences, consequences it comes with. And so, yeah, they'll be spending five years in jail. Yeah, I don't know if there's going to be a chance of immunity and that sort of thing. Uh, not immunity, what do they call it? Parole? What do we call it in this country? Early release or whatever, I don't know. Anyway, um, so they've been sent in. And some the cynical part of me, of me says that the reason why this was, uh, you know, done so expeditiously and as far as the treating of the case is concerned is because it, it involved cops. Now it involved random members of the public. It might not have been done so quickly. And, he, and sometimes you wish uh, complaints that are made against the police were treated so so expeditiously and that sort of thing. Yeah, maybe that's just the cynical person in me. I don't know. Yeah. Also happening this past week, remember JJ and um, not JJ. JJ was fine. So yeah. Uh, what's her name? The other butterfly. Yeah, she survived this past week. And on JJ, he revealed that his crush is American musician, well, Zimbabwean-linked American musician Tinashe. I said that's his ideal woman and he would marry her. Well, join the queue, my brother. There are probably loads of people that look at her and think, oh, wow, things I would like to do with her. What else happened this week? Kim Kardashian, never far away from controversy, released a whole bunch of news for some magazine or whatever. And one of them is, is, is apparently 
she didn't know that it was uh, part of some racist thing that happened years ago, where there's you know someone balanced some wine or some whatever it is on her on her bum. Cause she's got quite a big bum, doesn't she? Yeah, she's got. So someone, it's like somebody, it's it's like squirting right from the front all the way to the back. That just sounded wrong. <laughs> it just sounded wrong. Let's just leave that explanation alone. Alone. Uh, look for it. Kim Kardashian's news have just gone and made the internet go crazy. And then finally, in sport this past week, um, ZPC Kariba is about to do something that not many teams have been able to do in the last four years. That is win the title. They beat Dynamo's Football Club uh, this past week, and they now just have to beat Caps United uh, in order to win the championship. I'm hoping they do, to be honest, because we're tired of Dynamo's winning everything. Not that if Dynamo's wins it, I'd be particularly upset and because I'm a Highlanders fan, so and that sort of thing. But you know, we need new names, and yeah. And since my team is not going to do it, it's not sour grapes. No, anyway, ZPC Kariba plays some incredible football, and I hope they win it. Set it done. Yeah, and on the other side of the song, I'm uh, talk about yeah that situation. Don't worry, I didn't forget about it. Zim dance or violence, and I've got a guest to help me uh, unpack this whole. Weird situation. Crank it up. And piss off the whole damn neighborhood. Turn it down. Adams and Bobbin Metal from a man by the name of Gary Stoutmeister offers an EP called Nuclear Winter and it features uh, different people that were on the EP from uh, what is the name? Josh Ainsley, Alex Fairley, and people of that sort. Zimbabwean uh, Metal. The name's Larry. You're listening to the Criticast. And now the next thing I'm going to talk about is uh, I mentioned it in passing before. Oh, not in passing. Passing is not quite the word. You know, I mentioned it just before the break and I said. Um, you know, I'm going to talk about it. That is the violence that took place at um, City Sports Centre uh, this part Saturday because of the whole uh, Zim dancehall thing that happened then. Now, for those who don't know, according to the police, nobody died. I am not sure if the police are entirely accurate or they're being economical with the truth there because I left about, I think it was about 15, 20 minutes before uh, uh, everything happened and there were people lying down in corridors. Now, if you're telling me with a stampede that we saw in the videos that came out, that nobody died, then, I don't know, it's weird, you can't claim that. <laughs> because it was crazy, it was crazy. Though people passed out from uh, consuming way too much alcohol. And this is another thing, there's just too much 
alcohol and drugs and all sorts of things happening at those things. And at periods of time, you had uh, cans being thrown out of thrown out of high, you know, the higher uh, raised places or whatever it is while I was outside. Yeah, when I left, I just had a feeling something was weird. Weird was going to happen, and I, and having the show in such a place was always going to be weird. Now the police say nobody died now, after the a stampede um, happened when uh, police threw, uh, threw tear gas into the into the crowd. Now to unpack all of this, I, I spoke to um, a man by the name of Chamu, who knows a lot about Zim dancehall culture or dancehall culture in general. And I asked him to share a couple of nuggets on, uh, you know, what could have led to the fracas that took place. Listen to the interview. What sorts of things that, that have been talked about and as far as that is concerned? And uh, people are not sure what's going on and what, what this new culture of violence and dancehall is all about. Mm -hmm. And also particularly that show, there were certain things that just didn't make sense. Would you like your work to weigh your opinion on that? Okay, uh, thanks. I'll, I'll start with the nature of the genre itself. Danzol is composed of about four major elements, mm -hmm. and uh, one of them is violence. If you sing a, a Danzol song without an element of violence in it, it doesn't sell. For example, if you go po 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 po, that's a gun. Mm -hmm. Which is when, whenever you, you give a, a gun signal in in, 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 in the dance of fraternity, it's, it's a form of violence. Mm -hmm. However, the youths are expressing what's inside them, and they are vending it through the music. Ah, so you're saying that there's certain frustrations and which are contemporary with where yes. they are and they're just using that music to vent those yes. frustrations. They, 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 we need to understand the psychology behind dance mm -hmm. in its sense. Mm -hmm. Because this is, this is music that is meant for the poor. So the poor use that to express themselves. They, can't, they cannot write articles and probably write uh, articles in newspapers so that whatever their feelings they can vent them through the paper and paper and pen. No. But they use the music. That's why you see that the the approach is such that you produce one rhythm and more than twenty artists they rhyme on it. So this is giving an opportunity for that one who cannot probably afford money to go and record you know, consider the the, the money is involved. So when you give them a rhythm they, the first thing that they do is to express the basic feeling that they have. In our case, the youths have no any other avenue that can that they can use to express themselves. So Danzo was an obvious option because of the nature of frustration. It's like it's like they are bottling a lot of things inside. So they vent it through the So I'm not really I'm not really 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 surprised that this happened especially considering the design of the event itself because it it sting in itself sting jamaican sting a uh, beanie man a uh, bounty killer and oh you name it they they sometimes they get physical they get physical even rough we are lucky that zimbabwe has a strong gun policy otherwise we could be talking something else and, 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 and people, whenever they, promoters or whoever, whenever they think about organizing such shows, they should understand Do you see that. a situation where the authorities are going to come in and become more hard-handed with, with Dazo, given, given the, the, the fact that there's been more and more violence and it's inconsistent within the genre? I, I mean, uh, I think uh, from, a, from a security point of view, it is going to be expensive to organize a Zim Dazo show because of security requirements. 
and uh, and that's one area that I think there are gonna be some restrictions, and also maybe there can be partial censorship uh, for songs that are probably um, perpetrating uh, violence, harsh, very harsh uh, songs with violence connotation in them. However, the other thing about it is I'm not I'm not trying to to to, to claim uh, you know knowledge. Too much knowledge on 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 on, Zim, on Danzo other than other people, but I think our our some of our authorities or you know yeah, authorities are not really aware of the energy that's behind Danzo. <laughs> Yeah, there's definitely an appropriate song by Winky D. The track is called Mafira Kurera. When he brought that song out, there was a lot of fracas. And, oh, no, 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 yeah, he's beginning to look like a prophet now, isn't he? The name is Larry, you're listening to Quiddicast, and uh, early on, the interview, by the way, will be available in full on Three Men on a Boat. It's about 10 minutes long. Some more interesting nuggets from Comrade Chamo. And on the other side, I'm going to take on a situation that was embossed me by, by a member of the public. Yeah, the name is Larry, it's the Quiddicast. You're rocking with the baddest DJ. Here's the final segment of the Kudikas. The name is Larry, and it's an absolute pleasure being here with you. Always, always love this thing that I do. Anyway, the situation I'm going to talk about right now is, um, oh, I'm not going to say what her real name is. Let's call her Sally. Sally inboxed me with a situation that is, well, you know, sad, really sad. I'm just going to read out what it was about, and then I'm going to give the advice that I thought I should give out. She says, I met this guy two years ago, when he, and then we became close friends. Then last year, September, he asked me out, but it was I wasn't ready, and also I didn't think of him like that. Then in December, he asked me out again during the time his parents both fell ill, and until today, the mum is not is in hospital and not well, and the dad is also had a stroke, and is not feeling well. So through this time, we started developing feelings uh, because we were uh, we grew close together, and in March, well, we started dating. It was great. Well, I thought I was uh, to hell and back with him because of the situation in his house, and I loved him so much. And in June, he put a, pro pic, a profile picture of a baby and he said, and would show me pics and we would say, can't wait to have our own. Then September, about two weeks ago, I found out on uh, FB, he is the baby's father. The chick was his junior, was my junior, found out through mutual friends. I was shaken that night. I called him and there and then, and he didn't even know what to say. He just said, yes, and it's my kid. Can we talk about it tomorrow? Okay, uh, we talked and he said, he didn't know how to tell me, Gaia. And he told the chick to abort because it wasn't it what it wasn't agreed. Uh, she says she's in pain, and the thing is, the guy or rather the girl in the situation has eloped and is now staying with her. 
and the situation is so terrible. She's not eating, she's not sleeping, and you know it's just a horrible situation for her. Well, Sally, first and foremost, it's a horrible situation to find yourself. Let's take care of the facts here. He's the one who cheated on you. He's the person who decided that they were going to have this relationship with someone else and have a child with this other person. That's number one. We've got to get that very clear. Number two, we've also got to make clear of the fact that he chose not to tell you when the situation came up. He had from July or June or whatever it is until September when you found out what was going on to, to, to come up and say, okay, this is the situation that's there. And so the, the issue of trust is already a thing that's gone out the window. Now, going forward, you've got to ask yourself, do I want to work out this relationship or not? Now, if you want to work out the relationship, you've got to come up with terms and conditions for how it works out, things to do with trust and that sort of thing. And you also have to, you have to accept the reality of the child that already exists. But there's certain, before you even get to that point, you've got to find your place, place of, uh, 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 or your place of peace. Why do, why do I say that? More often than not, uh, you know, we sometimes blame on ourselves. We ask ourselves questions like, uh, what would have happened if I had not dated the person and that sort of thing. Now, remember, if you had known that he was going to cheat, you were not going to date him. So get that in your head. It's not your fault that this happened. Unless, of course, there were signs and you just didn't see them or ignore them. But it, from what what it looks like, you... You turned it down, turned him down a couple of times, and quite happy to be alone and that sort of thing. But when you finally grew uh, closer to him, uh, the situation didn't didn't turn out well. Now, having said that, what you need to start doing is to start taking responsibility for what is your fault. Okay. Now, there there may be very few things that are your fault. You need to be you to be mindful of the things that you actually had control over. The things you don't have control over have got nothing to do with you. So you should not beat yourself up over what you can't control. Do you get that? You can't beat yourself over over what you can't control. So given that situation, straight up off the bat, you shouldn't be spending sleepless nights over somebody who treated you bad badly. And finally at this point, for everybody out there who's having a piece of heartbreak, 20% of the time after you break up is something that you should feel bad over 80 percent is what you cause yourself pain over so that's when you start reliving all the bad things that happen in that situation in your relationship that is when you are constantly hurting yourself thinking about how the situation could have turned out to be better don't do that to yourself you're worth a lot more and you start treating yourself as someone who's worth a lot more. Don't get stuck in a moment you can't get out of or won't get out of in this instance because of a situation that wasn't your fault. And with that, I say thank you for joining me on this week's podcast. The name is Larry. And if you want to get in touch with me, if you want to send me a, a situational question that I could maybe help you around with, please email me. The email address is info at larryquidirayu.com. Quidirayu's got a Y-I at the end. Or send me uh, WhatsApp on plus two six three seven seven six five nine five five six zero. Or you could also get me on my website www.larryquidirai.com. Or you could follow me on Twitter at Quidirai. And with that, I leave you listening to the music of uh, Zimhouse Mafia featuring Jusa Dementor. The track is called Afro Thing. The name is Larry. It's been the Quidicast. Take care. Of
Sure, your sister will. Hey, babe, you wanna go out? 